Hello, I'm Sister Lisa, and I'm coming to you today from the Ill, the Edwin Elder Library. And today we're going to be reading page 233 on the Book of on Prayer by Brother King Gurley. Prayer Focus. For years I lived beneath my privilege. That's common with prayerless people. To the outside observer, all probably seemed fine. I knew, though, I knew that I had not claimed all that God had for me. As I prayed more, my words took on new boldness and urgency. I traded self-confidence for God-confidence. Oh, we read this yesterday. I thought we might have. <laughs> but anyway, um, just think about that. To think, to have the mind of Christ. The Bible tells us to have the mind of Christ. And so, um, if you have the mind of Christ, then you have God-confidence, but you also have God-conscience. You see people and things through God's eyes and his kingdom. You're kingdom-minded. You have a new focus. Prayerfulness upended my life. Without grasping at the time, without grasping in it at the time, I had handed over the keys given to me by my Heavenly Father. Doors remained locked because I remained keyless, prayerless, and powerless. No more. I step in the authority of that great name. Do you have a need? Sure you do. Name it and then lift the name of Jesus over that need. A shift will take place. Try it today. Shalah, Brother Ken Gurley's name that God gave him. Okay, I don't think that we did the bottom of this page, though. Because that's why I still had the bookmark on that page. Okay, reflections and questions. Spurgeon. He met a woman who had a deed to a home, but knew nothing of the home itself. What challenges you about that story? Oh, that's where I heard that story this week. I was telling my husband about it, but I couldn't remember if it was a podcast I'd listened to or a sermon I'd listened to off of YouTube. Um, I was telling him about that. So, do you remember that story? It's about some woman who lived in a... Uh, she was basically homeless except for this little house she built out of wood boxes, uh, like crates. And uh, Spurgeon, now that I remember the story, and, and, and when I was telling them, I couldn't remember who it was. I just said some preacher. But anyway, it's Spurgeon, he stopped, he came across this woman on his, um, I guess, his evangelism, door, door knocking, going house to house. And he'd noticed that on the back of her wall, on her back wall, she had a, a framed document. And it looked pretty important. And he'd asked her about to see it and um and she showed it to him and then he said hey can I take this can I borrow this can I take this and show it to some people and she's like mm. she didn't want to let go of it because a woman that she had worked for that had passed away had given that to her and um she she reluctantly allowed him to take it and when he did when he went somewhere um to, to the authorities, I guess it's the people that would know about um, documents and their worth and their and all that stuff. Said we've been waiting ten years, thinking that this would show up. The woman had died ten years ago, and had left to this woman a house, and also there was some money that had been put in savings. So all this time it had been incurring some interest. And so this woman who had lived in this made, her self-made wooden box of house, homeless, just 
barely scraping by, having a hard time of life. Really, she had all this. She had everything that she could possibly need. And that's what we talked about when I read that story. We talked about how when we are the, king, we are the king's kids, so we can ask God anything in his name and it shall be given us. In faith, believing, unwavering faith. And not don't ask and then talk yourself out of your blessing. Like, oh, I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy. Because no, none of us are worthy. None of us deserve anything. He gives us the very breath we breathe. He woke us up this morning. You might have thought it was the alarm clock, but it was him that woke you up. <laughs> he allows you to hear that alarm clock. Or me, I don't use alarm clock. I just wake up. And um, he, woke, he woke me up. And you start your day with the day of Thanksgiving. And I saw a little sign that said, um, Watch out, devil. I, I'm just ad-libbing because I can't remember exactly. It's like, watch out, devil. The, um, the woman of power, God's woman, is waking up. That's true because we do have power with God. We have authority in the name of Jesus. Okay, that was number one. Uh, number two, we cling to fool's gold with a deep grip but allow true riches to fall from our hands. How does this statement affect you? Well, that's true. A lot of times we hold on to um, tradition. Um, it's just like this pandemic's brought out. Everybody thought if you wasn't in the church every service um, in a church building, that you were not faithful, that you was backslidden, all kinds of stuff. And it's true that you do you do need to go to the house of the Lord. You do need to assemble with one another. You do need the fellowship of the brothers and sisters in Christ. But you also need to go house to house breaking bread. You also need to have your homes need to be sanctuaries um, belong to the Lord. Um, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy tells us to write it on the doorpost of our homes. Uh, so we can see them. And, I, and my home, if you come to my house, you see I've got all these letters in every room of my house talking about Jesus being faithful. And um, let all that come behind us find us faithful in my hall of faith. I've got pictures of my grandkids and pictures of my ancestors. I've got my um, ones coming up behind us. And i got the ones that went before us. All through the house, I have things about God. And that's because... Um, daily reminders reminding us we are not our own. We were bought with a price and we have a mission. We have to be mission-minded, not to be fool's gold, not to just uh, lay up for ourselves treasures here on earth. That's just going to, I mean, I'm thankful that God allowed us a few years ago to buy this house that we've rented. We've been in this house almost 20 years, I think, between 18 and 19, maybe 20 years. I can't keep it all straight. But anyway, we bought it to... Maybe three years ago. The bank, the bank owns it. We don't own this house. But I had a list of things I wanted fixed before we bought it. My husband's like, put that list away. We'll take care of it ourselves. Well, you know how hard it is for me to get him to let me do anything. To we don't have the money. We don't have the money. He's always telling me. Um, but that's because it's fool's gold. This stuff in this life is going to pass away. It's going to break down. It's going to need upkeep. It's going to need taken care of. So, um, I don't live in a wooden box house, um, but I know, but I know that God has laid for us up in heaven a mansion. I know that we have laid up for ourselves treasures in heaven. Okay, that's number two. 
Number three, a thousand different titles or names are given to God in Scripture. Wow, I never count on them all. But a thousand different titles or names. Oh, my word. This reminds me. I'll never get through this podcast today. This reminds me. I listened to, um, I think it was uh, Perry Stone. Um, I, I listened to, I think it was him. I mean, no, it was not. It was Brother Lee Stone King. It was one of our apostolic preachers. For me, I was thinking it was um, Perry Stone. He goes to over to Israel a lot as well. But it was Brother It was brother Lee Stone King. He's been over there several times. And he was in one of the temples. And while he was there at one, that, uh, one of these synagogues, there was the list of God's names all, all on these tiles, plaques, brass, engravings. I'm not sure exactly, because I'm never good at retaining the whole story. I always get the gist. But anyway, to make a long story short, he noticed that all these names were of God were all over this thing. But at the very top, there was a blank thing. And uh, Brother Stone King, he says, um, I see all these names of God, but, but what's that one up there empty? He says, oh, we believe he has one more, but we don't know what it is yet. And Brother Stone, he's like, oh, I know what it is. That's Jesus belongs there. Name above all names. Isn't that so awesome? Isn't that so awesome? His name is above all names. And he came into his own, and his own received him not. They have not fully realized who Jesus is yet. But they will. Every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. I feel God so strong today. Anytime you talk about the name of Jesus, anytime you talk about the name of Jesus, he's right there. Just the mention of his name. Okay, I've got a couple more points here. I'm still just on page 233. It's probably all we do today because I'm so yucky. But anyway, number four. As the sons of Sceva, S-K-E-V-A, discovered, to effectively use the name of Jesus presumes a relationship with him. What does that say to you? You know, they're trying to cast out the devils, but they couldn't because you've got to make sure you're you're clean and you're right with God before you try to do um, miracle miraculous deeds. God, if you're wanting to perform miracles, pray for the sick and they recover and all that stuff to bring glory to yourself, then that's vain glory, and God's not going to honor that. But when you pray over people in faith, believing and speaking the name of Jesus, and you know doctors have done everything they could, and you've tried everything and everything else has failed, Jesus, and he's going to get the glory of it. He's going to get the glory. All power in heaven and earth belongs to that name. And at the name of Jesus, demons have to flee. At the name of Jesus, sickness has to leave. Hallelujah. I was praying for Brother um, Jack Carricker. He was one of our, he's the pastor of the past. I mean, he's the father of the pastor that pastors at a church that we used to go to. The pastor now was one our, in our youth group. But anyway, to make, um, let's not get off on that tangent to talk about all that because um, 16 years of my life was spent at that church. But anyway, Brother Jack Carriker, a wonderful man of God. He means the world to my husband and I. Anyway, he is very sick. He got the COVID and he'd been in the hospital and they had him on a ventilator. But they said he had a stroke. It doesn't look good. 
It hadn't looked very good for him. They brought the family in the other night. And they all prayed around him. But you know what? I was praying here in my home. I was praying for Brother Jack Carriker. And I felt the unction or virtue or whatever you want to call it. I felt it go out from me. I felt it. I claim it in the name of Jesus that he's going to be healed. He's going to be restored. I praise God for that. I truly believe that because there's power in the name of Jesus. We have to have a relationship with God. When we have a relationship with God, we can ask anything in his name and it shall be done. Amen. Number five, we are commanded to speak and act in the name of Jesus. How do we do that? How do we do everything in that name? He had used an example before, like if you're almost in a car wreck or something happens, if you if the first thing you if you first thing you want to respond, maybe it was Brother Stone King that said this too. Anyway, I heard I listened to a lot of different preaching. <laughs> I listened to a lot of different sermons and stuff through the week and, and in this book I can't retain where I learn everything. But I do know that when we say the name of Jesus Everything. If the first thing that happens, if we're all, I finished my thought. If you're almost in a car wreck and you're almost like, Jesus. Um, my grandkids that's here, they almost fall or they fall down. The first thing, Jesus. We pray. Our very life is centered around the name of Jesus. Everything in that name. Everything in that name. That's not taking God's name in vain. That is the authority, the power, the relationship with Jesus, knowing he is our doctor. He is our lawyer. He's our provider. He is our, I don't know what I didn't already say. Did I say he's protector? I know he has a host of angels encamped about us. I know that he is the one that closes every day with his armor, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the sword and the spirit, having our loins girt about with truth. We don't want to be swayed by any other, any lies. We want to be walking on this path, this this path of godliness. We want our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We want to follow peace with all men as much as possible. Speaking the truth in love when we uh, give our devotionals and talks, these podcasts. We want this word to go out into the highways and the byways. We want to compel people to live for God, to know that if we can do it, they can do it. All things through Christ. Right there. All things through Christ. Everything in that name. Well, God bless you. We only did one page today because I was very talky. Well, the next page... 234 is a blank page, so I'll say we did two pages today. That way we can start on page 235 on Monday. God bless you. Bye-bye.